When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by Bo Brock on this audio-only podcast here on the fallout of the Cardinals narrowing down the roster to 80 ahead of next week's cuts, 253. Bo Brock, before we get to that, big Cody Ford. Member of the Arizona Cardinals, no longer a Buffalo Bill. You had a chance to talk to Cliff Kingsbury today about kind of the infrastructure, the fall of the interior offensive line. Yeah, Cliff was, uh, you know, there was no Cody Ford in the facility in Tempe. I think it's uh, probably smart for him to just go from Buffalo and meet up with the team in Nashville. It sounds like that's what they're doing. Uh, so he'll he'll get with his new teammates then. But uh, Cliff did kind of shed some light why the move was made. I mean, everybody was kind of puzzled. Like, why are they bringing an interior offensive lineman? I thought, you know, they were set with Justin Pugh. We like what we've seen from Marquise Hayes. We've certainly liked what we've seen from Will Hernandez. Uh, But they go and they pull off the move because those guys aren't that healthy. Actually, all three of those guys are facing injuries right now, Johnny. And, you know, Justin Pugh faced the stinger. And one of those stingers can kind of linger. Sometimes you can shake them off in a play or two. But uh, he's getting checked out. Pew is. And then you've got Will Hernandez, who is on the practice field today. But uh, he's he's a guy that they're not, you know, he's definitely not playing on Saturday. He's uh, he's kind of just shaking off some injuries. And then Marquise Hayes, Cliff Kingsbury, said that minor knee that he told us about after the preseason loss to the Ravens. is going to keep him out a couple weeks here. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury lying about injuries. That wouldn't be uh, Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury from... The past that we all know and love, but well, I, he didn't lie. He just didn't tell the full truth. You know, he, he omitted the truth. John Cliff lives and dies in the gray area. We know that. Uh, and it's why we love him. Uh, he, he's got the best poker face of anybody I know. But, it, you know, it's like somebody said to me the other day, Bo, like you're you're going to count on Justin Pugh missing games that he always misses a couple of games every year. Um, and he's in the last year of his career. He's trying to put back on weight. This is a contingency plan, I think, for both positions, but more so for left guard. I think Will Hernandez, by and large, he's been healthy in his career. He's out to prove something, you know, one-year contract. And that's not a shot at Justin Pugh, but I just I feel like the Cardinals are doing stuff that they should have been doing during Steve Kimes tenure. Is like, let's take a bunch of flyers on a bunch of young guys that didn't pan out with their first team and see what happens. I mean, the late Jeff Gladney, that's what they tried to do. It was a reclamation project. He was going to be a big part of their secondary. Gave him a two-year deal before his passing. Now it's like, okay, Will Hernandez, the Giants are a horrific organization. Come here and reunite with your offensive line coach. Cody Ford, Cliff Kingsbury is, you know, Lincoln Riley of the NFL, or we'd like to think he is. You're going to be here with your best friends, Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown. If it's going to work anywhere, it's, it's going to work here. I like that. I also like... Bo Brock is your buddy, you know, Jody uh, over at your old gig pointed out this morning, like it's where the Cardinals should be living. 
trading away picks for players late in the draft. You know, they get all these comp picks, and I want to believe everybody's going to be, you know, a Pro Bowl or Hall of Famer on day three of the draft for the Cardinals. This is probably not the case. You're better off trading for Zach Ertz, trading for Marcus Golden, trading for Kenyon Drake, now trading for Cody Ford, where it's like, hey, these guys have all started in the NFL and in some of the cases have flourished. Let's bring him in because our depth at the end of the year was just not good enough. It was ass in 2021. It fell off a cliff in December. It certainly did. And yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a testament to, you know, or an indictment on Steve Kimes inability to kind of find those guys late in the draft. So if, if you're turning him into, and, and this isn't a proven commodity by any stretch, but this is no. a guy who has a skill set that uh, when coached up and put in the right situation, can be an impact player. He, he can he can keep, especially in such a crucial spot. You know, here's a guy in Cody Ford, Johnny, who protected Kyler Murray's blind side. He played tackle in college, and now he's going to play a really important role in Cliff Kingsbury's offense, where those interior offensive linemen are almost more important than those guys uh, on the edges, protecting the edges, uh, yeah. because of how much pressure they get and, and how it can blow up a play, especially with a guy like Kyler Murray, who you know, isn't, you know, your tr- traditionally sized quarterback, uh, it's important to kind of keep the interior pressure limited there. And if, if if they can kind of find something that they like out of Cody Ford and he can get some valuable snaps on this team this season, and I'm sure he will just by looking at the three guys, Will Hernandez, who, who's been relatively healthy his whole career. You've pointed that out several times, what, missed three games, right, in his career. Yeah. But then you've got Rodney Hudson, who was back today, and then, uh, you know, the other guys, as far as Pew, and who's, who's always, he's oft injured. And then uh, Marquise Hayes, who's already battling an injury. So, you know, I like it. It's a good depth move. And it's 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 like starting pitching or just pitching in baseball. You can just never have enough of it. You can ha- never have enough of that. It's necessary to have uh, offensive linemen um, at your disposal throughout the season. Yeah, you want a pipeline. You want guys that can come in and and start for you if you're in a pinch. I pulled up. Because I'm, I'm, you know, demented, and I wanted to look at this one more time. I pulled up Cody Ford's pre-draft evaluation from NFL.com, and he had a prospect grade of of six point seven, which is elite, which is via Next Gen Stats year one starter, somebody that they broke down to have a potential Pro Bowl level career, somebody that compared to Eagles great uh, Houston Texan draft pick once upon a time Brandon Brooks. And he has a rare combination of physical and athletic traits that will have NFL teams dreaming of his upside. Um, and But he was projected as a tackle. And again, we've seen this where guys aren't quite as athletic enough, fast enough to play on the edge. And they kick inside to the interior. And that transition has not gone as smoothly as you would like for Cody. But he's, goodness, he's almost 6'5", 330, somebody that has enormous hands his hands are almost 10 inches his arms are 34 inches and it's it's somebody to keep an eye on i i I think he's going to be starting meaningful games for this arizona cardinal club before the year is over i think the cardinals are going to be able to look at him and will hernandez and i'll make a bold statement i think one of the two minimum are on the roster next year they're both in contract years cardinals would love to remake that interior with two young guys that were kicked to the curb by their organizations the reason though I feel better about Will Hernandez. Number one, his relationship with Sean Coogler and having it work out there, but also like we know the Giants are a laughing stock. The Giants are a joke. Like being the GM for the Buffalo Bills, he knows his shit. The Buffalo's got a really well-run organization. They're they're Super Bowl favorites. They've got a Super Bowl MVP 
or excuse me, MVP favorite at quarterback in Josh Allen. So that's the only hesitation. But again, just may not be a good fit, right? At the end of the day, where he was in their scheme, falling out of favor with their organization, however they ran their offense, very different from Cliff Kingsbury and company. So you know, we're, we're, we're crossing our fingers here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast. I'm not betting on a resurgence, but if I were, I'd do it on DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet just $5 on any college football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Not sure if you heard, college football is back this Saturday, and you can bet on DraftKings using that promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age, eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details, Bo. We're a week away from our monthly last Wednesday as you get this podcast Wednesday morning. It's uh, right around the corner, though. Join us at Four Peaks on August 31st for good fun, good food, and beer. Hang out with the PHNX crew. We're broadcasting all day long. That means Johnny's going to be hanging out with Shane for bets. You've got Coyotes, Suns, D-backs, Sun Devils. We're all going to be hanging out. Speaking of last Wednesday, we're going to be announcing our next winner then as well for Toast of the Month sweepstakes. You can win a $50 Four Peaks gift card, PHNX shirt of your choice, PHNX annual membership. Just go to gophnx.com. Click the link in the show notes here on the podcast. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy that delicious sweet nectar that is Four <laughs> Peaks Brew, Johnny. And uh, get, I was back. Go ahead. We're, we're getting ready to set up our studio. Bo has seen the new studio. I have not. We're going to be doing shows there this fall for cards. And I, I did want to ask you, what did you think of the more, more furniture hookup in the office? Is it legit? It's unreal. It's it, it it's unreal. It feels like uh, we, as far as our, where we're going to be able to watch games, and we'll try to take people into the you know the the studio when we're watching games, and maybe when we're doing away games or something, we can hang out. You guys can get a glimpse of these loungers we have. They're unreal. You know, they've got all the bells and whistles that you want. You've got all that. We've got some great desks. That's kind of boring for people, but uh, when when they're this nice, when when all the furniture is as nice as it is that we have for more. Uh, it's going to be on full display. Studios already run around. It looks incredible. Yeah, if you check it out on our live streams, I think beginning by the end of the week, fingers crossed, you can check it out more at morefurniture.com, Bo. Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, to, to just put kind of wrap up this conversation, you know, fifth round pick for Steve Keim, if you look at his draft history, and you can, I ranked every single draft pick going into the 2022 class, Johnny, at gophnx.com. You can check that out and you can see that fifth round picks are the biggest lottery pick for Steve Kime. He just hasn't hit. He hasn't had that diamond in the rough. He hasn't had that guy develop, especially in the fifth round. He's had a couple six rounders, seen a couple play before our eyes, seventh rounders also there, but uh, just fifth round has been kind of that, that round where he just hasn't had any success at all. I mean, unless you say, I mean, and he's given up a fifth-round pick in for a supplemental draft pick, the last one in the history of the NFL, and Jalen Thompson. That turned out well. It's just like he should just traditionally, like he should just make it a habit, just trade that fifth-round pick. <laughs> I would say fifth, sixth, and seventh, fair game. Fourth-round pick, yeah. a little rich, depending on where they're picking. You did get Marco Wilson, Chase Edmonds, once upon a time. I think Rodney Gunter is the best fifth-round pick he's ever had. Somebody yeah. who really didn't even, you know, get a second cup of coffee in the NFL after his first contract was over. But I'm with you because, again, what you're doing is you're biding time with Cody Ford on your roster with Sean Kugler a year before he hits the open market. And, I mean, 
hopefully the Cardinals, he blossoms with Arizona. And he's like, God, I got a good here. I am not going to leave. I'm not going to risk hitting the free agency market. I'm going to sign, you know, a, a team-friendly deal. I, I want to be here with Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown. Shit, they're doing the same thing with, with Will Hernandez, uh, you know, but they got him in free agency. I think that there was an impression. If you're giving up a fifth-round pick for a guy, and I know Buffalo's like, well, he wasn't going to start for us. I mean, we'll see about that. I mean, I, I, Lyman get injured. The Cardinals and Steve Kime, who's been as shrewd as anybody dealing picks for players, is not dealing away a fifth-round pick for a guy who wasn't going to see the field in, in 2022. And I think there was an impression where maybe that this guy is going to have meaningful snaps this fall, and he could be a player on the rise. You're getting, I mean, PFF has Will Hernandez as a player that should bounce back. Cody Ford, I think, is going to, we saw Max Garcia get a nice contract last offseason, Bo Brock. And with all due respect to Max Garcia, and he did an admirable job for the Cardinals, he does not have a tenth of the skill set that somebody like Cody Ford, who should have been a first-round pick, has. So I take flyers on these guys. Get them in the building. You hit on one out of ten, listen, that's better than what you've been doing. They they try to buy low on some of these players. I, I like the mindset because here's the difference. You get him in the building. If he's garbage, you let him walk, right? That's fine. But if he if he if you hadn't got him in the building and you're like, man, I Cody Ford's interesting. And if he played well for Buffalo this year and they didn't re-sign him, you'd have to go and bid on him in the open market. And they don't want to do that. So let's find out if he can play or not in, in 2022. Um, Cody Ford's gonna be on the roster. Bo Brock, we presume. But a couple other guys are, are not going to be on the roster. So as we uh, alluded to in the opening, Cardinals made some cuts to begin the day. Or it, was, it was midday. You were at the facility, Bo, and the Cardinals got their roster down to 80. They released TJ Pledger, running back, uh, a punter, Nolan Cooney, a couple of defensive backs, Cortez Davis, Darrell Baker Jr., and then uh, tight end Josh Hockett. Um, so I think a couple things stand out, Bo Brock. Two corners released in an otherwise still thin <laughs> cornerback room. Yeah, and uh, Antonio Hamilton was we uh, wasn't at practice today. This was interesting, Johnny. The reason he was not at practice was he had a doctor's appointment, and that was from Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach. I, I don't know what that means. Is is his partner is is are they pregnant or what's a doc? I mean, he he couldn't have his doctor's appointment. Was it because they were strapped on time to get to Tennessee? Just interesting yeah. way to phrase it, but I mean, he seems like he's been healthy all camp. He seemed like he got out of the uh, preseason game against the Ravens healthy. So I don't know if the, it doesn't sound like that's anything to worry about. But it was Marco Wilson and Byron Murphy starting at outside corner today for the Arizona Cardinals in practice. And when you look at the alignment too, you see Isaiah Simmons kind of lining up at slot corner quite a bit this this entire preseason training camp. I'm wondering if you know they're thinking about. If they were to have to move forward now, your cornerback, your outside corners are the two guys I just mentioned or Antonio Hamilton. So it's either going to be Byron Murphy for sure starting. And then you've got Marco Wilson or Antonio Hamilton, whoever you feel like won that job. And then you've got Isaiah Simmons starting as your slot corner with your two safeties, Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker. It's interesting. I mean, it's a way to get your best athletes on the field. Uh, how comfortable do you feel like with that? Not, but... I think I'm being punished because I've said for 18 months, longer than we've been doing this pod together, I think cornerbacks are overvalued in the NFL, and I feel like we're being punished now. The Cardinals are going extreme with that narrative um, because Antonio Hamilton is one of your outside starting corners. That's very concerning. Uh, what I will say, Bo, is that how many elite cornerbacks 
are in the NFL right now. Maybe like three to five, like sh- truly shut down corners. Maybe not even that. Do the Cardinals just feel like we're going to get burned anyway? Why we're not going to overspend for a JC Jackson, who by the way is already hurt for you know the Chargers? That was somebody that I know a lot of the Cardinal fan base kind of championed for. Uh, maybe they feel like until they can find that one draft pick in the early round, second or first round that they're not going to go crazy with free agent corners because it really hasn't worked out historically for this team. You know, every time I see Patrick Peterson do his podcast, Bo, with his better half, what was his name? His He does it with his cousin. Right, right, right. Uh, Brian uh, McFadden. Yep. Who, who is one of the biggest Cardinal busts at cornerback in recent memory, <laughs> signing that free agent deal after the Super Bowl, and it just didn't work out. And I know that was Rod Graves, not Steve Kime, but it just, to me, I I am all for paying less for cornerbacks, but you got to have an elite front seven to do it. I mean, San Francisco has the the template. They've got, you know, right. um, elite defensive tackles. They've got Nick Bosa. They drafted the kid, Drake Jackson out of USC. That looks good. And their cornerbacks are just like BNC guys, but they're so physical up front. It doesn't matter. And they kick people in the mouth and they made it to the NFC title game because of it. Like the Cardinals, like um, their front seven's got some, got some intriguing names, right? But they're, I don't how many ass kickers are truly in the front seven. Watt when he's healthy. I'm not sure about Zach Allen. Marcus Golden fits that narrative. And then there's just a bunch of question marks. And then you couple that with these guys that, man, like I love Byron Murphy, but you know, it's Byron Murphy, and then it just really drops off a cliff based on Marco Wilson having a regression camp, which is laughable when you had Buda Baker start camp saying he thinks. Marco Wilson's going to make a Pro Bowl this year. I mean, remember, that was the first day at camp. We went yeah. and, and listened to him talk, and he's like, yeah, he's as talented as anybody. And I believe that, but he didn't have a good camp for whatever reason. Like, right. we're, we're not you're throwing shade. That's blunt. His, his coach challenged him on many occasions. Maybe not putting the work in the study room I, or in the, in the film room. We don't know what's going on. But what we do know, Bo Brock, is right now we the, the first kickoff is in about three weeks. And they're starting Antonio Hamilton against what I think is the best quarterback in the world against Patrick Mahomes. And we, I think we've run out of time at, at cornerback. Sure, they could bring in some guys like they did with Prince of Mucamero, uh, you know, uh, eventually stash him away on the practice squad. But you're, you're not getting somebody reputable that's going to come in and play meaningful snaps week one. What they have is what they have. The, the, I mean, the exception to the rules, the Razul Douglas, who spent time on the Cardinals practice squad, ironically uh, enough, you know, just a week, couple of weeks from now, a year ago, and uh, became a star for the for the Green Bay Packers, made a huge play against the Cardinals to end their undefeated season at that point. But no, you're right. I mean, if you want to know what it looks like when you don't have a front seven that is getting after the passer and making him uncomfortable it, it does, and what it does to a pedestrian to below average defensive secondary, just watch a replay of Sunday's game. Like you'll mm-hmm. see these quarterbacks, it's target practice out there. I mean, they were getting out of the pocket and still be able to make easy plays with their receivers because there was enough space for them to make every single throw. I mean, at one point, the, the Baltimore quarterbacks were like 21 for 22 or 21 for 23, three touchdowns. It was absurd, but that's what it looks like. And it's not pretty. And the Arizona Cardinals, you know, they were able to overcome that. And, and the blueprint is out there. I mean, it started really with Tampa Bay and Tam, and Tom Brady's first season is they didn't have very good cornerbacks at all. I mean, guys who have developed certainly over the last couple of years under Todd Bowles, but they had elite play from their front seven. And you saw that with uh, with San Francisco last year, as you mentioned, and even with Cincinnati. 
Cincinnati went and got a couple guys, a couple ham sandwich free agent cornerbacks that they were yeah. able to put out there. And then, you know, a guy like Trey Hendrickson kind of plays with his hair on fire a little bit and he hits on, you know, from pass rush position and it makes it a lot easier to cover guys. It's, it's just how it goes. So, you know, do the Arizona Cardinals have the personnel to do that right now as far as the front seven? The guys you went over, as you mentioned, I think it's a little bit naive to believe that. But, you know, if, if they can look like the team that played Cincinnati in the first preseason game more often than not, you know, that might be enough uh, to, to develop these guys. I don't think the ship has sailed on Marco Wilson. It's not great what, I don't you're, seeing, what you're hearing. There's still a ton of time between now and the start of the regular season to really figure things out. But, you know, groin injury, you know, I know he was dealing with some cramps here and there. It was just little things that I think would irk a head coach. And you saw that from Cliff Kingsbury that kept him from really competing and grasp in taking a hold of that, you know, top or second corner spot. It's a long ass season, 17 weeks, and you need four or five cornerbacks minimum every week. Like Marco Wilson's going to play. We're going to have a sample size. And I, I hope he responds. I think he will. But I, I still have concerns that they just they just don't have enough. They don't have enough meat on the bone at that position. Um, and I'm, I'm done trying to guess. I don't even know if they have enough players to play Saturday night, frankly, Bo. Like when you're cutting <laughs> these, these second and third teamers, really third and fourth teamers, that are going to need to play the entirety of the game Saturday uh, against Tennessee, that, that's, that's troublesome. But not at, not at all surprising you've been following this team right now. I'll tell you what uh, is surprising is the fact that um, you know folks are getting sick again with COVID. It's not fun. Um, do yourself a favor. Get a COVID-19 vaccine. They're free for everybody five and up. Be happy, healthy this fall as you come hang out and party with us at PHNX, PHNX Tailgate. Uh, we're going to have events every Saturday or excuse me, every Sunday home game. We're going to be out hanging with you guys. But I don't want you to be sick. I want you to be feeling good. And to do that, you got to get a COVID-19 vaccine. Those 12 and older, they're also eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. You got more free stuff to give away as well. OG's, actually Arizona's first cannabis kitchen, OG's Brands. They're, you've got the Flavoring Life sweepstakes that we're partnering with them on. And a winner will receive three bags of OG's gummies, including orange creamsicle, and tropical flavors. Go to ogsbrands.com or gophnx.com. Click the link in the show notes to get yourself in on this sweepstakes and OG's hat, PHNX shirt of your choice, and that annual membership to PHNX. It's uh, it's an awesome, awesome giveaway there. Check out OG's online, ogsbrands.com, Instagram at ogsbrands. You can find their products at your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older to purchase. Now, one more time, as far as the people that were released today, it was a backup punter, Andy Lee. It'd be tough for him to kind of lose that spot. He's going to return for the Arizona Cardinals punting at the punting position. And then you look at a couple other things. You know, Cortez Davis, who was signed mid-training camp, Johnny, he's gone. Josh Hokett, the tight end, he's gone. He, a guy that Cliff Kingsbury, when asked him, he's like, do you know anything about this guy that Steve Kime signed? He's like, nah, I've never really heard of him. So he's a camp body. And then TJ Pledger, who was a, who was a late ad, you know, nobody surprised us. Uh, we were a little surprised when we saw uh, Lumineer released last week, um, but really haven't seen any surprises. I mean, we're certainly going to see getting from 80 to 53. That's that's going to be the long way to go here. But, uh, you know, it's it, w- it was pretty it was pretty cut and dry. I mean, we, we didn't we, we have no problems with who they released on Tuesday. 
I had a I texted you this earlier today before the announcement of getting it down to 80. I had a blue check mark on Twitter DM me. Uh somebody pretty prominent following say, uh, uh have you heard about Daryl Williams potentially being cut? Because I asked somebody close to the situation that he could be on the bubble. Uh, and I said, Well, we haven't seen hardly any of him at all outside of practice. He hasn't played in the preseason much. So you could either read into that they're saving him for the regular season, they've seen enough, or the younger guys are are impressing more. Um, I don't know how this running back room is going to shake out, Bo. Uh, I feel like the only two safe names, like genuinely safe names, are James Conner and Eno Benjamin. And then it's like, do they keep three backs? Is Daryl Williams a lock, or has he not been impressive? Do you risk letting Keontae Ingram go and flourish somewhere else? What's going on with Jonathan Ward's shoulder? That's one of the more intriguing kind of camp battles because Connor's going to get a shit ton of carries this year. But if he were to go down, like everybody wants to know for fantasy purposes, like who's the handcuff in this backfield? Yeah. I look, I mean, we talked to James Connor today too, and you know, he can say all the right things and he does. He's a great leader, you know, in and out of the locker room, but you, you'd be, there's no chance he's making it. He's never made it through an NFL season healthy. He just never, he had a career high 15 games played last year for the Arizona Cardinals and, and missed some some time, you know, he missed three games for this team in a massive season. He was, he was great. That's because we saw him on a pretty good pitch count as far as what, you know, would suit his him thriving at the NFL level, and they need to do that again. You know, but who's, who is the handcuff? You know, I, I think Daryl Williams, it would be kind of shocking to see him, you know, shut the door. It, because one carry for three yards, uh, they, they did really want to see anything from him in against the Baltimore Ravens for him to kind of lose his, his job to what we've seen. Like I I'm encouraged by Keontae Ingram, but are you, are you willing to say like, Hey, he's going to be, he's fine. He's going to be able to do it. Everything that Daryl Williams did thousand yards from scrimmage last season. Uh, the ability, you know, over nine yards per catch last year with the Kansas city chiefs. Like, I don't think there's anybody that has it up that ability for the Arizona Cardinals as much as you've been encouraged from. And I, I think that, you know, Benjamin has had a actually surprisingly quiet camp. Like there's no oohs and ahs coming out of camp. Like when he's, he, he hasn't lit the world on fire. He's had a good camp. He's had a great, really good off season, but is it worth getting rid of a veteran running back who has playoff experience? I, it's I not. don't think so. Yeah. It's the only, he's the only player that's had meaningful snaps in the regular season outside of Eno's kind of flash in the pan snaps against San Francisco last year. Uh, I think it would be a mistake to cut Daryl Williams. He, he makes no money. You yeah. need somebody to, to to lean on. He 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 outplayed Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's played in playoff games. He's been on a, a you know championship level roster. Played under Andy Reid, and he's and he's young. Uh, I think it would be a mistake. I just it's worth throwing that out there because that's not the first time I've heard that kind of be whispered around. But I think maybe we're reading too much into it. his inactivity. Save the backs for the regular season. Uh, and let the chips fall where they may and, um, you know, ride the hot hand. We're the hot hand here uh, on PHNX Cardinals podcast. We're, we're wrapping up what is our best month to date since we've been doing this uh, year to date last year. And we want to thank all of you for your tremendous support, helping us up our downloads, our impressions, YouTube, everything is up. And it's all because of you. I will continue to say that as will my uh, co-host here, but be sure to like, subscribe, Leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. We're doing this on the regular, and we're doing it with you because we love it, and we're uh, so fired up for the 2022 regular season. Bo Brock and I are back tomorrow, manana, that being Wednesday. This drops the morning of Wednesday. If you're driving around in your car, 
Double Dose live show, 4 p.m. Wednesday. Catch us then. Uh, But until then, talk to you soon. Peace.